All right. Good evening, everyone. Today is August 31st, 2021, and we are studying the big book of Alcoholics Anonymous. This week's chapter is There is a Solution, and our speaker tonight is Amalia. Thank you, Amalia. Take it away. Okay. Hi. Um, I'm Amalia. Um, I'm really happy to be here today. Oh, and I'm a compulsive reader. Um, and um, had some technical difficulties, so I am on my phone instead of on my computer. Zoom won't work on my computer. Very, very weird and kind of problem given the COVID world we're living in right now. Because um, I feel like I need Zoom more than ever. But anyway, um, yeah, I'm just so happy to just like be here to be able to share. I feel like I haven't been to this meeting in a while, um, and I love this meeting. Um, and I love that it's so frequent and you come so often. I don't know, it's just great. Um, and I'm really happy to be sharing like on There's a Solution because um, I, I think a lot of meetings I go to, you know, not to compare obviously, but if I'm going to really fast, like I really like that this meeting focuses on each chapter of the big book and that people get to share on each chapter. Um, and there's like a speaker for each chapter because I think, other than like going through it with my sponsor and like reading it at meetings, like I, I never would like have like a deep dive into a chapter um, as frequently, like, if not for this essentially. Um, so anyway, I'm just really happy to be doing that. But before I start, I do want to say, um, I fully forgot I was sharing at this meeting until this morning, um, which is super unlike me, but I think it's important to remember personally that like I, am not perfect and like a part of my work in program I feel like has been acknowledging like I'm not perfect and like I don't need to hide behind false pride or you know my ego or whatever um so I was like I should just share that because when I was preparing for this I was like oh my god like I'm I'm screwed like I fully forgot this is a thing I also just moved to New York City about a week ago and started grad school a week ago um and just like it's been like a lot, like a big transition. Um, so I was like, how am I gonna be able to like prepare for this? I have like class all day, like anyway. But I think that is evidence that I needed this meeting more than ever. And everything in me wanted to like text someone or cancel and be like, sorry, I can't, I'm too busy. You know, I'm too important, whatever. But that's just all my disease. So I'm so happy to be here. Um, and I guess here here goes like my, my share. Um, Hopefully it's, you know, it's, it's helpful, but I'm, it's going to be pretty imperfect. And I think that is obviously a good thing. Um, but yeah, so um, a little bit about me before I jump into it. So I came to my first meeting in um, November, the, the day after Thanksgiving in 2018. Um, when I was 20 years old, I was a sophomore in college. And now it's been and then I, I started working with a sponsor in June of 2019. Um, so I've been, I, I celebrated two years of abstinence um, on, in, I think June 1st. Um, so it's a little bit over two years for me. Um, I'm so grateful. Oh, are you people having trouble hearing? Okay, I'm taking out my headphones. I'm really sorry. Um. Can people hear me now? Okay, awesome. Um, if there's an issue, 
please again let me know. Um, so anyway, I came to program a little over two years ago. Um, I can't or almost three years ago, and I started working with my sponsor and have been abstinent for um, a little over two years now. So June was my two year anniversary, and then yeah. So um, so so grateful. Um, I was completely like a binger um, since like the day I was born. I, I mean, I was never like really over super overweight um, or like it wasn't crazy, but I think if I did not come to program sooner, I would have, it would have just gotten a million times worse. Um, and another thing I, I like just, yeah, so I'm 22, sorry, I'm like going out of order here, um, but just like kind of setting the stage of all this. Um, but in, in thinking about like, there's a solution, it, like in rereading this and kind of like going through my notes on it from the past, it just like made me realize how important it is when starting program to be like at a place of like complete hopelessness. I mean, it starts off with saying like, we have Alcoholics Anonymous, no thousands of men and women who were once just as hopeless as Bill. Um, I was like so hopeless. I remember my mom telling me like coming home from school for Thanksgiving break and my mom saying, oh, I heard about this program. Like it's called Overeaters Anonymous. And I was like, you're joking. Like that is for like people who are morbidly obese. Like I'm not them. That's for people who are like really like a lot older than me. Like what, what college kid would, would be going to this? And like little did I know, like it would, it would truly change my life. Um, and I was like, I needed it more than ever. And I realized that about a week later, which is the funny part, um, after eating the entire inside of, we're allowed to say foods at this meeting, right? Okay. Um, after eating the entire inside of like an apple pie in, at like Thanksgiving, like literally like using my hands, like it was, and like going into Thanksgiving being like, I'm not gonna eat any sugar. Like it's gonna be great. Um, but no, like I was, and I just realized how powerless I was. Um, I think it was then. And I was so scared to go to a meeting because the only thing I knew of AA was, I mean, the little thing my mom told me, but also um, I had watched like a TV show, This Is Us. And like, there was a, I think the main, one of the main characters had gone to something that was either the same thing as OA or similar. And I was like, and she was morbidly obese. Um, and I was like, well, I'm not her. So like, and I'm not on the other end of the spectrum. Like I'm not bulimic or anorexic. So like, this is going to be embarrassing. Um, but then I went to the meeting and I was like, oh my God, like people were talking about eating out of the garbage can. People were talking about eating frozen food. Um, people were talking about all these, like these crazy things that I'd never admitted. I was so ashamed of. Um, and the only person who knew about them was myself because all my binging happened in secret. Um, but people were talking about like, as it says on page 17 of theirs, of the big book and there is a solution. It says, um, we discovered like a common solution and like a way out. And that was the first time I'd ever realized that. I don't know if that first meeting was when I realized like it was a way out, but I heard people talking about like, not just their problems with food and the crazy things they did with food, but also like, you know, their issues with people and like their issues with dealing with life on life's terms. And I was like, oh my God, this is crazy. I never knew like these things were related, but like, yes, I totally have an issue with people and dealing with life on life's terms. Like I totally am the most controlling person ever. Um, so it, it was like really clicking for me, but at the same time I was like, I'm going back to college. Like 
there's no OA meetings near me. I had no idea online meetings were a thing or phone meetings were a thing. Um, and, you know, even if they were at that point, I wasn't fully willing. Um, but I left the meeting with one person saying to me, or a person came up to me and I was like, I could never just like stop eating sugar. That's crazy. Like this, I remember someone at the meeting shared they'd not had sugar for a year. Um, and I was like, wow, like that's amazing, but that's crazy. Meanwhile, like there's people in this program of like 25 years, like, you know what I mean? A year, I mean, a year is amazing. Anytime's amazing. But like, anyway, just at the time I was like, that's the craziest thing ever. I, I could never do that. Like, um, cause I was, I was fully like addicted. Um, and someone said, well, why don't you just try 24 hours? And I was like, okay, like, that's super easy. That's like, I could totally do that. I could do five days, like, but no more than five days. But like, anyway, so I did 24 hours and then I was like, let me try another 24 hours. And I, I kind of kept that up until June of like the end of my sophomore year of college. Um, so June of 2019 and I came home and I went to a meeting and people, we were reading, I think, step four or five in the big book at that time. And we were talking about symptoms of a dry drunk. And I was like, oh my God, like, wait a second. I'm not really eating sugar. I mean, I actually was, I was, I was like eating rice checks and third ingredient sugar. I had no idea. And I was like addicted to that. It was my favorite thing. Anyway. Um, but I was, I was having these symptoms of like, I was having like such extreme resentment. Um, which it kind of talks about, I mean, in a lot of this, but on page 18 of the big book, it's like the second page of there was a solution. Um, it says like, it brings misunderstanding, like this disease, I guess, um, brings misunderstanding, fierce resentment, um, financial insecurity, which at the time didn't like, I'm grateful I didn't really have to have it as an issue. Um, disgusted friends and employers, um, Yes, my friend, I mean, not even with my eating, but like my behavior, like the way I was, I was having issues with every person in my life. Um, sad parents, like it says sad wives and parents. Um, and like the, the list increased, like there was just so many people, like whether it was directly a result of my eating or whether it was like, you know, after the fact. Um, but I, I basically realized like I needed to get a sponsor, um, even though I thought I could work this program by myself. Um, and I've been working with that sponsor ever since, like truly changed my life, um, made a food plan, worked the steps, um, we're currently working through that. We did like the OA 12 and 12, then we did the big book. Now we're on the A 12 and 12. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's just like going back to, to like before that, like the things that prevented me from getting a sponsor, um, like, so I'm, I'm looking at page 19 now. Um, and it says, um, we feel that the elimination of our drinking, so our eating is but a beginning. Um, a much more important demonstration of our principles lies before us in our respective homes, occupations, and affairs. All of us spend um, much of our spare time in the sort of effort which we are going to describe. And to me, that's just like the fact that I don't know. Yes. Like the food was a huge thing. And I'm so happy I was able to do that. But the only reason I was able to do that was because I was like relying on step one alone, um, which was, I knew I was powerless. I knew I fully knew I was powerless over food. I knew I couldn't have one cookie or one of anything. And even if I did, I was obsessively thinking about how I wanted, you know, more. 
Um, and it was just insane. Um, and I guess I realized that like the only, the only reason I didn't eat sugar for like those six months without a sponsor, um, was because of my belief in a higher power, which I obviously wasn't relying on my higher power in all affairs because I was mad at everyone. I was not working steps. I was working step one and maybe step two, um, sort of. Um, but I, it, like looking at, you know, there's a solution. It says our, our very lives is problem X drinkers. I also have written down thinkers. Depends on our constant thought of others and how we may help meet their needs. So I was not doing that. I was focused on myself. I was focused on, you know, what does Amalia need? What does, how are people impacting me? Um, not focusing in the slightest bit on helping others because I wasn't working the steps. Um, I was aware of like the mind body connection. Like it talks about that on page 20, like um, a hopeless condition of mind and body. Like I realized there was a connection. It made so much sense, but um, it was, it was just like a disaster anyway. Um, but like moving on in this chapter. So, um, I'm just looking for the, the quote I'm looking for. Um, okay. So it talks a little bit about in this like chapter, as you go on a little further about like the idea of, you know, like, um, it says on 24, the fact is that most alcoholics for reasons yet objective have lost the power of choice and drink. Um, it's, there's like this big italicized part. Um, our so-called power becomes practically non-existent. We are unable at certain times to bring our consciousness with sufficient force, the memory of the suffering and the humiliation of even a week or a month ago. We are without defense against the first drink. And that was me with food, like entirely. Um, I always thought it was an issue of willpower. Um, I remember my mom telling me from like as early as I can remember, like if only like you had enough willpower, like you had enough willpower with all these other things. Like, so as a child, I had like some, I had like pretty bad ADHD basically and still do, um, has gotten much better, but I, you know, had issues academically and then socially, you know, as I was younger and, those got much better. And I like, you know, she was like, you persevered through those. Like you can totally do it with the food too. Just like you can, and it's like, now I realize it was not a matter of willpower in the slightest bit. Um, it was, you know, if I thought about it that way, it just like made it worse. Um, but then like, as I, you know, came to program and realized like there is solution and it's not about you know, me having control. It's about giving my entire life over to the care of a higher power of some sort. I call my higher power God. Sometimes I just Five call minutes. it my higher power. Five minutes. Okay. Thank you. Um, and like that, seeing what happened with the food for me was evidence enough to or was like providing me with enough evidence to think like I can trust a higher power with my entire life. Um, but that's not to say I'm perfect or that it was super easy. I think um, even after doing like step four and five and six, like 
the defects were still kind of there. You know, it was amazing that I admitted them and like, you know, prayed to have God remove them. And some of them like started to go away, some of the resentments, but, and some of the fears, but like, you know, it's still like something that I, I have to work on every day. Um, I think it talks about in this chapter, I'm like losing all of my spots of where I wanted. It's oh, page 25. It says, um, there was nothing left for us, but to pick up the simple kit of spiritual tools laid at our feet. Um, that to me reminds me of maybe a different part. Maybe it's honest. I think it is actually in a different chapter of this book or of this, yeah, a cha different chapter where it talks about like a simple, this pro it's a simple program, but not an easy program. Um, and I think, you know, that's exactly what it is. Like it's, it's simple. Like there's 12 steps. Like, you know, you work with other people, you go to meetings, like, but like, it is not easy. Um, and while we're not in control, like it does take discipline to work this program. And I think that's something that, um, is like important to, to note, but also with those, like literally the simple kit of spiritual tools, like it doesn't say like, um, you know, a simple kit of like a, a simple kit of tools. Like it, it says like a spirit of, of spiritual tools. Um, it's not like, oh, it says like food tools or like, you know, like diets or all these other things that you would think like, oh, a program that like helps you like, you know, get control of your like eating and food behaviors like would include that. Or I mean, alcohol, you know, obviously this is written for Alcoholics Anonymous, but we're applying it with food, like, like spiritual tools, like what? I don't know. But <laughs> obviously like this, there is no program without the spiritual aspect. Um, and I just, I feel extremely like lucky to have, you know, like gotten to the point where I was willing enough to trust a higher power, like put my trust in a higher power, God, whatever you want to call it. Um, and like essentially work this program. Um, but I'm trying to think. I, I know I have a few more left, minutes. So Want to like two more minutes? Okay. Um, but you know, it's. I guess my point. My point in being like, I I need to be careful. Like, still, you know, even though I've been in this program for almost three years now, um, I think I often am like, oh, I'm fine. My food's under control you know, I don't need to go to that meeting. I'm too busy. I'm too this. And the truth is, is if I don't work this program every single day and I don't give every single thing over to my higher power, whether it's like, you know, having trouble making a decision like of like what to wear or like what, what to do for something so small or like a much bigger thing. Um, if I don't give it all over to my higher power with everything, like it's going to catch up with me and eventually I'm going to go back to the food. And I think that's like a scary reality, but it's really, really helpful to remember because, you know, I don't have to come up with the solutions anymore. I'm not, you know, I'm not God. I don't have to try to play God because when I do, you know, I always say like, sometimes it'll work like in one scenario. And then like, if it, but then the next scenario where I didn't give it over to my higher power, like the first time it's going to be that much worse. Like 
the second time and like it's gonna all like blow up in my face so anyway um I feel like I have like a second left to share but um I'm just so grateful for this program and like grateful for the spiritual solution and grateful to have meetings like this um and sorry for the connection issue at the beginning but yeah thank you for letting me share that's perfect timing Uh, thank you, Amalia. What a great share. Okay, we will now open the meeting for questions or for three-minute shares. As this is a big book study, sharing and questions should relate specifically to the chapter and step being studied this week. We ask you to accept this guideline in order to keep the meeting on track. If you'd like to share or ask a question, please raise your virtual hand, which is under reactions, or star nine if you are on the phone, and the Zoom host will call the raised hands in order. With a timekeeper, please set a timer for three minutes for each share and announce when time is called. We can go ahead and get started. Thank you, Michelle. Let's see, Um, Amy B, you're starting followed by Wendy S. Thank you so much, Nina and Michelle. Team Tuesday for August. I appreciate your service. Thank you so much. Amalia, that was, Such a beautiful share. Thank you so much for your service tonight. Thank you. Thank you for sharing about your experience of coming in. um, First of all, young. I mean, I, I, I know a lot of people say this. I wish I had found this program when I was younger. Um, And thank you for talking about um, how you, how you, um, how you have to keep reminding yourself that like we, you know, we have to keep doing this every day. Oh, and I also want to say thank you for talking about the fact that it doesn't always look like, you know, that compulsive overeating, disordered eating, addictive behaviors, eating looks very different um, for all sorts of people in the room. And I really, really appreciate you saying that. And now I'm just going to double dip with my time and ask you a question, which is, um, you, you spoke about higher power or God or whatever you call it. Can you just speak a little bit about your, you know, continuing developing understanding slash relationship with a higher power? Thank you so much again for your service tonight. Yeah. Thank you so much for, um, like sharing as well. Um, and yeah, I guess, um, I mean, I, I, so I'm Jewish. I always kind of had an idea of God. I like believed in God because my parents did. Um, ironically, um, I didn't know this till I was like much later in high school, but um, my dad was and is an alcoholic and he recovered when he was 20, um, like went to a treatment center and still goes to AA meetings now like 30 years over 30 years later um but I didn't know this until I was like 16 or 17 um which is very weird um but I remember always hearing from my parents like oh like you know pray like pray like spiritual like I don't know like and I was like where is this coming from like and the only time I remember like I remember vividly like praying like before the ACT my dad's like pray to God like to help you and I was like okay and I was like God like help me do well and it's like so funny to think about it now because it's like my dad was probably trying to like 
helped me like using his program. And I was like, yeah, like God do this for me. I know what I need. Not like, and now it's obviously super different. So um, I kind of think of my higher power in not a very religious way, um, which I know is very common for a lot of people in this program, but um, it, it's, I, yeah, I, I pray to God. I using, you know, just meditating or like thinking in my head or I sometimes write God letters. Oh, sorry. Um, yeah, it's, yeah. <laughs> Thanks. Thank you so much. That was great. Go ahead, Wendy. Thank you. Um, Wendy S. Uh, in New York, uh, recovering compulsive overeater. Thank you so much, Amalia. That was such a great share. Um, I loved how you uh, replaced problem drinkers with thinkers because that is so my problem and what I've been really diving into recently. Um, and um, I, you know, and it's true, like sometimes the, the defects of character that, or the thoughts or whatever it is, like get lifted and aren't a problem. But then throughout my days, I'm noticing the ones that haven't been lifted. So my question for you is, um, do you have any examples of how you work on those thoughts and defects of character that come up on a daily basis that haven't been removed yet? Like how is, how do you surrender them or turn them over like specifically? Yeah. Um, so I think for me, what is the most helpful is using the tool of writing in some way. Um, whether that's like writing a mini step four inventory or doing like a step 10 with um, my sponsor or another person in program, um, or just like writing a God letter, um, can just give me clarity because I think what often happens is like, I'm, I'm thinking in my mind, like about all these things I'm, you know, fearful about, angry about, um, whatever, um, resentful about. And I, I'm more prone to react in a, you know, bad way if I'm using my own thinking to like figure out the right thing to do. Um, so it's, I always try to consult like my higher power. Um, obviously quite imperfectly, it does not always work, but sometimes like when I'm able to, it's always like, thank God I did because, um, I, my, my thinking gets me nowhere. And like, I guess to answer your question, like how I kind of turn it over, like those defects that haven't been removed, I guess, um, kind of like praying, I guess like step seven, technically, um, I never think about it as step seven when I do, but I'm like asking, like when you do a step 10, you're asking for God to remove those, like the defect that came up. Um, and just remembering also for me, at least, cause I have trouble with this sometimes, like it's not on my timetable. Like I want the fear to be removed right away, but it's like, no, it's, I, I'm not in control. God gets to decide when he wants, he, she wants to remove this defect. Um, and, you know, I, I'm able to be patient, like I'm capable of it, um, even though I think I'm not. So I don't know if that answered the question, but yeah. Thank Perfect you. timing. Thank you. Um, go ahead, Michelle. 
Hi, everybody. I'm Michelle and recovered in Chicago. Um, thank you so much, Amalia, for your share. I, I had so much come up for me, truly enjoyed it. Um, one thing that did come up, I, you know, step nine promises, we do not regret the past nor wish to shut the door on it. And something that comes up for me often is my college experience. Um, thinking if I had OA, you know, back in college, you know, what would have life what would life have been like uh, for me? My eating disorder really took off from there. And I often think, you know, what would my social life have looked like? Um, just, you know, out of curiosity. So my question for you is being someone who has been in a recovered state of mind and body for a couple years, what are there any, is there anything that you do? Um, I guess, what does your social life look like in terms of recovery now that would be helpful for someone who is new and kind of venturing out back into the world uh, with the 12-step program? Um, yeah, since I, I got abstinent in the pandemic and I am, you know, branching out slowly but surely, um, but being social is hard enough as it is and not having food as a comfort. I'm just curious to know from your perspective. Yeah. Um, so really good question. Um, and it is hard, you know, I think I remember it was like the summer, it was like the summer before my junior year of college. So it was like the summer before COVID technically, like, I mean, COVID was in March, but like, to me, that was like the last time I like had, fun. I don't know, not had fun. I don't know, but like, yeah, it was, but I'm like thinking back to it and I'm like, I did it then and I still do it now. Um, and it was definitely difficult at first. I think less so even with like the food, like I felt like I was not, it was more like I was afraid people were going to judge me for not like eating sugar, eating this, like people asking me to get ice cream and me saying, no, I'm not going to come or like, no, I don't want any. And the truth is, and this is what my sponsor had told me is maybe it's weird, but the, the truth is like, maybe the other person's going to think it's weird if you're like, Oh, I actually don't want any ice cream or like, Oh, I'm like, I can't come. Sorry. And like, even if like, it gets to the point where the person asks you, like, what's the deal? And you have to say, I don't eat sugar or whatever you don't eat. Like they're going to forget about it a lot sooner than I will. Like, I'm going to think about it. Like, I still remember having to tell like a boy that I was like sort of dating at the time that I like didn't want to get ice cream and I like am like still like not like traumatized but like I was like so afraid and like does he remember that no there's not a chance he remembers that um but I'm like I do but the and it's because I'm like uh, I'm it's like a self-obsession and obsession of the mind um and it's the the thinking problem but no one else is that concerned with me like they're concerned with themselves. That's what my sponsor says. People are, she's like, people are not thinking about you. She's like, they're literally thinking about themselves. And I need to remember that every day, not just with the food, with everything. Um, but also just another thing to point out. So I had, I'm really, I feel really grateful. Like I've spoken to other people in college and people at different sponsors. My sponsor did weigh and measure at the beginning of her program, but then didn't. And I never did. Um, I think partially that was just like the nature of my disease. Like I think if you know, my food plan wasn't working. I probably would have gone on to weigh and measure. Um, but I, I never did do that specifically. Um, so I think that definitely made it easier in terms of like going out for food and being more social. 
Um, but in terms of the people pleasing stuff, um, it was hard, but it's like remembering for me at least. Like, anyway, I, I don't need to repeat myself. I kind of feel like I said what I, yeah. Anyway, hope that was helpful. <laughs> Thank you, Amalia. Um, really quick, we will now stop the stop the recording for unrecorded shares or questions. Would the Zoom host please stop?